Hello everyone and welcome back to the Black and White FPL podcast. We are back. I don't even know what fucking game week it is because I've missed a couple of weeks. I know, shoot me, but you know, fast fast turnovers and life don't really <laughs> fit in too well. You know, I'm not one of these fuckers who this is a full time job. I'm just doing this for fun. So yeah, bit annoying when I do miss a week, um, two weeks in this case. Um, but yeah, life gets in the way, it's Christmas, it's busy time and busy football, all that sort of shit. Um, coming at you live, um, 14th of December, this is a Thursday, uh, Newcastle have just been knocked out of the Champions League and we don't even have Europa League. I'm gutted to say the least, I was there last night, um, pure delirium when Joe Linton scored that goal, but... Yeah, absolutely gutted to be honest, but yeah man, well done to my boys. That that PSG win will live in my memory for a long, 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 long time. It's one of my favourite games I've ever been to. That's one to tell the grandkids about. But uh, yeah, so we're going to do a quick rundown of the two game weeks I've missed. Spoiler alert, they were fucking shit. And the recent game week, game week 16. So yeah, let's start off as we go from game week 14 which was a rotter. I don't really remember the um, the outlook of these too much, to be honest, um, and how they actually played out. Um, and it doesn't help when I've got fucking visual glitches messing my team up because I don't even know who got the right points, to be honest. Um, yeah, 58 points uh, from game week 14. Um, Anthony Gordon and Hyung Min Son doing some bits. Uh, Salah got us a return off captaincy. Um, Holland with a goal against Spurs. Alvarez, yeah, he got another five points. But yeah, not too much. That was another red arrow. And then game week 15 was even worse. Um, the double Arsenal defence experiment is not going well at the minute. Um, it's not going well. I have My recent transfers have been, I think, Isaac has been, Isaac got bought, Saliba got bought, and then Mbomo also got bought in game week 14, but then was... Oh, no, 13 I bought him, sorry. But he was swiftly sought once he got injured. So, yeah, not much change in the team. Um, like, not much change in the team. Not much of it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll... Um, but, yeah, and then game week 16 was happy days. Game week 16 was very good. Uh, in a week where, again, it was a low average, 40 points only, but we came through. Um, it's always a bit bittersweet when... A player that your team is playing against that you support does bits and then it helps you get a green arrow because young min son got me 17 points mo salah was my vice captain obviously we had the whole Holland captaincy if you ask her that we found out on saturday that he wasn't going to play uh fpl tony i think was the man who leaked that initially so big up him uh as another new man if you want to follow him uh for all your fixture leaks and all that Apparently he's in the. He, he, it seems like he's in the uh, the realm of Man City. So yeah, very helpful for him. But Raheem Sterling this week only got one point. He was benched, which is very annoying against Everton. Uh, even though we did lose, but these next five are still very good. Um, at least these next two up until my wild card, and then I can just say where I want to keep him because I think I might want to keep him for Luton and Palace especially as well. There. So uh, yeah, I've just. Re- oh my god, I've just realised that fucking. I forgot we're playing on, on Christmas Eve, aren't we? Chelsea against Wolves. I forgot about that. That's mental. That's so fucked up, man. Christmas Eve, bro. Who can do that? Who can do it? I mean, to be fair, if you've got note on, I mean, that's a mint Christmas Eve. It's definitely a good way to spend the day before Christmas. 
playing on Christmas Eve, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not a bad way to, to spend your day, is it? Uh, before Santa comes. So uh, yeah, they play on then. And then we've got Sheffield United at home uh, this week, which is very good as well. So yeah, I'm hopeful Sterling can do some bits. Um, yeah, Salah 26, uh, the Arsenal double defence experiment, like I said, has went down with Shitter. Uh, two points for all those with Simicas as well getting two. Uh, Anthony Gordon and Isak did next to nothing against um, Tottenham. Uh, and Everton uh, for that case as well. Uh, that was really annoying, that game. And then Julian Alvarez got his five. So, yeah, 63 points. And we have bounced back a little bit. We've stopped with the red arrows for <laughs> momentarily. We've finally stopped with the reds. Um, I'm up to 244k, which is where I was about game week 13 uh, when I last hit this for one. So, yeah, it's kind of just like, yeah, we're back we're, we're back in the same place where we started. But, yeah, I dropped all the way down to 415k by the end of uh, game week 15. So, yeah, we're bouncing back a little bit. If I can get myself inside the top 200k come wild card week, I feel like I'm in a very good spot. I still think I'm in a very good spot as is. I still think I'm in a very good spot as is. You know, people are like talking like, you know, all these really experienced players, these players who have been playing for years and, you know, hold themselves at a high standard, expect to be getting, you know, these good finishing rankings, you know, top 10, 20k-ish. Uh, top 50k things like that you know for me I'm just trying to beat my my high my high score rank of 127 from the 21-22 season uh, that's the goal really if I can beat last season's a 311 uh, I think it's good I think I think top 250k this season is a success to be honest because yeah player base is just getting bigger and everyone's getting more info things like that so just keep your keep your expectations grounded is is what I would say if you do have a, a high expectation of where you want to finish this season but yeah back in a good spot wild card coming soon and uh yeah we'll we'll be talking about that um in a later podcast but yeah what i want to touch on this podcast instead of just going in on certain players i think the dynamic of a lot of teams is changing a lot as of late and i think we need to just like step back and have a look at some of these teams in depth and what they could bring going forward so I want to look at a few teams going who are in form, could go into form, and who are out of form at the minute. So I'm going to start off with my team Newcastle. I'm going to start off with my team Newcastle. Um, I want to keep this. I want to keep this like pretty relevant as well. I don't want to be talking about like fucking Burnley or Luton players. You know, like oh they might have a good run coming up. Who the fuck's buying? some of them players like I mean <laughs> what I will say Alfie Doherty is a very very good footballer who I could who I could definitely see myself owning at some point he looks he's very good going forward as well uh, as a fantasy asset so keep him in your brains um, yeah let's start off with Newcastle and it's been a bit on and off for us recently it's very been it's been on and off obviously we've had the the injury issues but you know when the games are going our way it's kind of just like we kind of forget about that, and when it's going our way, it's not going our way. People remind themselves that yeah, we do have these injuries. You know, we are susceptible to losing and not doing as well as we can do uh, with a fully fit squad. Because you know, we saw what we can do with a fully fit squad. You know, that first game against Villa, five one at our place. You know, that would never happen nowadays. We'd probably get beat five one if we played them now. Um, but yeah, it's a. But yeah, with with Newcastle at the moment, there's a few players that we need to highlight. First one being Anthony Gordon. Uh, he's gained a lot of traction over the last few weeks. His his ownership is nearing twenty five percent. 
Price up to 6.2. And at the moment he is flagged. What I will say about him being flagged is I do think you'll still play on um, Saturday. I do think you'll still play. Played about 65, I want to say. Uh, he did get subbed last night. But, you know, it's saying he's flagged with a hamstring injury. He didn't look like he was coming off in any pain, to be honest, last night. He seemed like he was playing to full potential and full pelt. So, to me, I think you'll stop. So, if anyone's worried that who have just bought new, I would be... I would be fine. I would be fine going in with him. Um, I'm not going to be talking about City, but Haaland as well, if you've not seen, is back in training, it seems. So if you have held, well done. Well done, you. Uh, if you went early, uh, you're a dumbass, to be honest. Um, literally literally play a game before their next Prem game, you would get a good gauge of if Haaland's going to play or not. Like, I didn't, I didn't see any reason to go early. I didn't see any reason to go early, to be honest, selling him. Uh, talking on Jamal LaSalle's as well uh, Botman, we've been talking about him nearing his return if he's back for Fulham if he's back, I'm not too sure if he'll start because he wasn't on a bench against Milan and I can't really see a player like that who's been out for so long diving straight back into the team I don't know if anyone would want to risk it especially if LaSalle's is still fit whilst he does look absolutely shattered bless him I think if anything Dan Byrne could maybe come in at centre half if not I do think Dan Byrne will play this week I do think he will I think he'll start at left back with Tino Livermento at right back because Kieran Trippier has suspended obviously if not if he does want to Restless cells for a little bit. Um, that would obviously mean he's he's giving a captain's all man away to someone. But I could maybe see Byrne pairing up with Shaw at centre half with Lewis Hall on the left and Livermore on the right. That's how I feel like we could line up as well. Uh, Isaac is probably the last person I want to talk on. Um, we've got Callum Wilson back now, so minutes risk is now a is now an issue that that has arisen. Whilst I do think he will start because he didn't start last night, I do think he'll start. Uh, there's obviously the, the big chance that he gets hooked at about 60-ish. But Fulham aren't watertight at the back, I will say that. They are looking better defensively, but they aren't watertight. They've had favourable fixtures, let's say that. Um, but, you know, they've scored goals, they've drubbed a good few teams in the last few weeks and scored a lot of goals. Um, so... So yeah, I do. Th- I don't think a watertight though. I don't think a watertight. So I think Isaac is is fine if you got to start, but I wouldn't be buying new. I will be saying that. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think I'd buy new at this point, especially with a minix risk. That's the that's the main thing. You can easily start flip flopping now between Isaac and Wilson. Can anyhow. So yeah, if you are thinking of starting. Uh, Newcastle players this week, I think Gordon's fine to start. Isaac is also fine to start. Lascelles, if you have to. Again, like if you have to play him, you have to play him. But if you don't have to, I would, I'd probably lean more towards bench. And I don't think we'll concede on the weekend. So uh, yeah, let's move on from Newcastle. Not many other players that we can really look into. Uh, if you are looking at Almiron, by the way, don't fucking buy the kid. He's useless. He, I am sick to fucking death of him. I'm, I'm absolutely sick to that little rant here. Little rant. This motherfucker. This motherfucker is the most one-footed footballer I've ever seen in my life. He's like Robin with two brain cells. At least that man had world-class 
footballing ability and knowledge of how to use his one trick, which was his left foot and cutting inside. Almiron is a fucking numbskull. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. We need a new right winger in the winter or... By the time summer comes around, Yakuba Minter, who have got on loan at Feyenoord, needs to be starting. So, yeah, I mean, this this bloke could have been on for it. I thought he was on for a title, to be fair, but by 10 points off PSV at the minute, Feyenoord and Eredivisie. Um, so, I mean, I was thinking, you know, keep him there because he's on the chance for a title. But, you know, if he's if they're out of a title race, then, you know, bring him back and start him for, these, for, that, for that second half of the season. I really would not say no to it. He looked mint. Pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, move on now. Talk about it. Chelsea. Proper shows. Proper shows. Um, yeah, couple of players on the radar. Couple of players on the radar. Let's start off with Reese James. I mean, if you've bought him, I, I just feel for you at this point. I just feel sorry for you. Like, you know, it's not. It's not even like a bad lapse of judgment. It's not a bad transfer. Like he's literally one of the one of the best right backs in the league. But. You can't call him the best right back in the league if he doesn't fucking play, to be honest. Um, yeah, the bloke's made of um, poppadoms, glass, sand, any any malleable, any fragile, malleable material you can think of. That's what he's made out of. The, the bloke cannot stay fit. And he's out for another, like, three months. So, you know, it's, it's giving you another problem. It means you have to get rid of him. I would be selling, to be honest. Um, because, you know, Chelsea at the minute... With the next five they've got, if you've not seen who they've got on the next five, it is a really, really favourable run for them. It's Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace, Luton, and then Fulham. Wolves and Fulham, not greatest games. I've shown up as greens. I would personally not put them as green on the uh, on the FDR at the minute. I'd probably say they're, um, they're more uh, grey fixtures, to be honest, with the way they've been playing uh, at the moment. You, know, you can definitely see Fulham beating them. I think you can see Wolves getting getting something out of that. But Sheffield United, Palace and Luton, I think they'd be expected to win. They'd be expecting to win those games and score a good few goals in the process. So, yeah, if you've got Reese James, I would sell because you might want to get more Chelsea players in. You might want to get more Chelsea players in. If you're already sat on someone like a Sanchez and a Palmer, you know, and you've also got, you know, you've got Reese James there, you're blocking a third Chelsea spot, aren't you? You know, you might want to get a Sterling or you might want to get a Malo Gusto in who is now back on the menu again as a cheap defender option. I'm not too sure how much he is at the minute. I will just double check because he obviously started four million this this year. Um, he's currently sat at four point one, but he's also flagged. Um, yeah, like a match fitness. Uh, if he's cleared and we get and, and we understand that he's going to play, then at four point one, that is an absolute steal and is a like for like replacement for Lascelles. If that's who you want to get rid of, you know, I'd certainly consider getting him in. Um, this week, because uh, I'm again, I'm I'm on to freeze again this week, so he's definitely on radar for me, to be honest. Uh, for getting rid of Jamal Lascelles, that's for certain, and it will mean I don't have to play a Simicast against Man United, who, um, I think there's a chance of a clean sheet there for them, but don't really think it'll be. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a clean sheet. I'm not too sure. Uh, you just, you never know, Man United man. They, them man are just fucking shit, I guess. Um. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, Malagusto, keep him in, in the mind of yourself. But Palmer, obviously the main one, if you've not got him, you, you've got you've to gotta think about getting him for these next five. You've got to think about it. You've got to think about it. He's got the pens. He's got, 
he's got the returns. He's got the he's got the form so far this league. He's had a really good season so far. Looks like he's one of the first names on the team sheet most weeks as well. So yeah, I think if you're wanting again enable a midfielder to come in, give you an option for these next five, he's a great long term pick. He's a great long term pick um, for the moment. And Raheem Sterling is obviously the other one as well. Uh, I just think against against a weaker side, it's where you can really throw it flourish. If you remember, just like his record against. Um, promoted sides or like sides in the bottom half I think I saw FPL boys talk about this again another amazing account FPL boys if you don't know who they are just follow them right now um, I really hope that Adobe Creative Cloud um, update did not just pop up they had a stat about Sterling I'm going to try and find it I'm going to try and find it where is it these men tweet too much oh my god these man tweet way too much. Yeah, but anyways, I mean, before I find... Oh, find it, found it. Um, 14 goals, 6 assists in 18 games against promoted sides. That's a pretty good fucking reading. That's pretty good fucking reading. That's more than a goal. That's more than a contribution a game for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's a low-key captaincy option, that's a certain. But, again, he's also a bit of a rotation risk. He was benched last time out against Everton. I just think with these next few games coming, few games coming up... Playing against weaker opposition, you can really sort of flourish, I think. And I think he's a he's a big bright spot in that Chelsea team as Raheem Sterling. He's had a he's had a solid year so far. So yeah, who's to say he really can't haul again like he has in previous in previous game weeks? Because he has hauled in most of his game weeks. He has hauled in most of the times he's returned. Like a good few times. He's had them he's had that sixty and nineteen pointer and they're just two of his only five match week returns which is kind of mental so yeah definitely keep him on radar definitely keep him on radar um i think he's a great pick for these next few uh if you're looking at strikers for them i would probably swerve it nick jackson and Breuer seem to be sharing minutes at the moment again if Breuer seems to be top of the pecking order then it doesn't seem like a bad shout if you've if you've went off, if you're if you're wild carding nineteen, you want to get off Alvarez there as well. If you want the dead end into there, Breuer is currently sat at four point nine. So yeah, seemed to be sharing minutes a little bit. Only played sixty six against Everton, but he did start obviously, um, and he's been having a couple of bench appearances. So, but yeah, he's not he's not started too many. But yeah, compared to Nicholas Jackson, I I I just don't know. I don't know about him. Um, I think the jury's still out for him with me personally. Uh, his, his quality and his consistency just haven't really been there, has it? Apart really from that Spurs game, which was you know, it's a weird hat-trick to score. It's a fucking weird hat-trick. Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one to to judge him on. Uh, he's, a, he's a punt, that's for certain. But you're banking on him. Just getting a start, to be honest. Just getting a start. And then Nkunku has obviously still got time to come back as well if you are just on double chels or single chels you've got room for him to come in uh, as a forward is he a forward yes he is uh, he is a forward so yeah hasn't played a minute yet and yeah it's it's he'll come back soon he will come back soon so yeah i mean one for the wild card as again if you if he's looking like he's gonna start to come back if you want to take a punt on that wild card for say from 19 for the next three after that, from Palace, Luton, Fulham. If you want to do that, then 
that's not even a bad shout to be honest if he's looking like he's going to come back uh, but yeah that's enough on Chelsea uh, up next we've got Villa up next we've got Villa now these lot are obviously having the season of our lives it's, you don't need a genius to figure that out they're having an amazing year having an amazing year they've just beat City and Liverpool at home back to back so if you own Villa players and a player at home you probably start them if, you know they're gonna st- if you're never going to start in real life you start them in your team um, just because the, the, the home form is too good the home form is too good they score so many and they're great defensively that's just you just gotta keep that in mind. It's it's a it's brain dead. It's brain dead basically. Um in terms of assets who I'd want to get in, so obviously Ollie Watkins. A lot of people sold. A lot of people sold recently. I don't think I want him back this week, but I want him for 18. I want him for 18, and that is easy for me to get back to because I can just sell Haaland. I can just sell Haaland when he blanks and bring him back. For the next week. And then hold him through. Because Man United away. I think that's, they're going to win that. Burnley at home. Could be demolition. Everton away. Tricky game. And then we've got Sheffield United. Just after Newcastle. They've got. They play Sheffield United. Burnley. And then Sheffield United again. In their next six. From game week 18. In the six from 18. So yeah. Sheffield United in 18. Burnley in 20. And then Sheffield United in 23. Like that's that's good. That's good. You're looking for like you'd hope for a haul at least, at least one, probably two, with how Watkins has been playing. Like to me, to me, you need to get him back for that Sheffield game. You just have to. You just have to get him back. In terms of other assets, you've also got the defense, which is looking pretty good at the moment. Matty Cash has sort of fell out of favor, so for me, he's a sell at the minute. For me, he's a sell. I, t- I do still have some value tied up in him, which is quite nice. Um, even though I could have sold him for way more when he was at like 5.2. Could have sold him for like 4.9 or something. I can only sell him for 4.6 now. But you do also have Pau Torres, who is, again, like for like replacement. 4.7 at a minute. 6.1% ownership. Decent offensive threat. I'm pretty sure he scored this season. He has scored once this season. Also got... Oh, twice, actually, sorry. Twice he scored uh, this season already. Once against the Wolves and once against uh, the Spuds. So yeah, again, this this bloke's, this bloke's come in. He's had a really good season. Again, hotly tipped from Spain. Um, only got the 4 BP, so not too much of a bonus points monster. But that's mainly just because of how much Villa actually score and contribute offensively. It's kind of hard for him to do that. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a for a life for like replacement, I think he's still the one to go for. And you've even still got Digne. Digne. Um who is now is now injured. I've just written no he's suspended, sorry. He's suspended. My bad. Uh yeah, he is suspended. So we might see Alex Marino come back in and then the dynamic of that left back slot might change because I've always been saying like, oh Digne's got thingy coming back and um he's got He's got Moreno coming back for competition. Look, he's had a good season. The bloke's had a good season. What can I say? Um, and and yeah, I think it's just it's just a case of keeping an eye on it. It's just a case of keeping an eye because if Moreno comes back in, it's more than fine because Moreno's a great defender. He's a great player. But yeah, if you've not got Villa at the minute, you're gonna want them in. You're gonna want them in. And then even on a wild card, Martinez looks just a, a fine keeper to just stick with throughout the entire season and just forget about it 
because you've got all the cheaper keepers, don't you? You've got all the cheap keepers. You're starting probably in every home game, and then you can just you can just forget about your your bench keeper. You can forget about him. You can forget about him because Debravka's come in and he's conceded what's that? How many we conceded? Four against Spurs. He's conceded what nine? Nine and three, I think it is in all comps since he's come in. Yeah, he's not. He's not it, man. He's not it at the minute. But yeah, like, if you want just a keeper to just forget about for the rest of your season, whilst yes, it does take a good bit of good bit of budget out your team. You know, it's he's five million only. He's five million. He's not like he's five point five. He's five million. So yeah, for for just getting him in is is again not a bad shout at all. It's not a bad shout at all. Um, yeah, double Villa defence is a bit. I would I would get a bit iffy just because uh, you know the Arsenal double expect double defence experiment has not went my way, so I'd be a bit hesitant on going double Villa now. But yeah, I'd keep them in the mind. I'd keep them in the mind. Uh, there's other options as well. You've still DRB kicking about there. There's Leon Bailey as well, who I think. Um, Sudge from Planet FPL described it as a late night kebab transfer just like you shouldn't do it but you really want to do it it's one of them ones um, yeah he's still he's still there there's a couple options there's a couple options again just keep it in mind they were team to just they need to be on your radar for the entire season just because of how good they are man. they are just so good at the minute and and yeah these lot just these lot know what they're doing yeah, man, Villa, <laughs> just they're just too good, man. Um, last two teams I want to look at a couple two that have went again, not under the radar once because people are realizing how good these are doing in real life, but not really in fantasy. You've got Fulham and Bournemouth, and now uh, we'll start with Fulham because I can't, I don't know too much about their about their upcoming games. So. Obviously, Newcastle this week away. It's a rough fixture. It's a rough fixture. I do still think they'll score. However, I wouldn't be buying new. I would not be buying new. Burnley and Bournemouth in 18-19. Solid games. You've then got Arsenal and Chelsea. Then Everton. Burnley again. And then Bournemouth again. So, again, it's sort of the thing with, like, the you know, when the fixtures start rolling back over again where you're doing the reverses. It's, yeah, it's it's coming back around now. It's coming back around. So, so this is normally when... This can be when teams start getting all good, a good swing of fixtures. It's when it when it can start to happen. Uh, yeah, like Fulham, we've seen how many goals have been scoring. Sixteen in the last four, I think it is. Something stupid like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, they're going they're going crazy at the minute. They're kind of going they're kind of going nuts. Uh, what's that? Five, ten. 14, 17 goals in the last four, 20 in their last, no, not not 20 in the last five, that's how many Villa scored, <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, um, no, 16, yeah, 16 in the last four, I was just looking at the home games, uh, and I was, again, reading Liverpool and, and Villas, but yeah, um, 16 in the last four is crazy, 16 in the last four is crazy, I don't know what's up, what's up with them, but Jimenez is cooking again, Jimenez is cooking again, and I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I'm buzzing. And the best part about Fulham is you're getting all these goals for a cheap price, for a cut price. Peep this. Andres Pereira, 5.3 million. Um, Raul Jimenez, 5.3 million. Willian, 5.3 million. Harry Wilson, 5.3 million. Good players for cheap monies. 
cheap monies. Burnt Leno's still there as well for 4.7. There's players here. There are players here who can do you some who can get you some points. They can do shit. They can really do some shit. Um Yeah, look, these lot are these lot are really playing well at the minute. If if you would be looking to buy, midfield is pretty congested at the minute. There's a lot of good midfield options, but again, like if you're if you're wanting that punt, if you're wanting that punt in 18 before you go on wildcard, Jimenez and Andrea Jimenez, Andreas and Harry Wilson would be would be free. I'd be heavily considering if you're wanting that one week punt for Burnley. If you want that one week punt for Burnley. And if you're wanting to just like again restructure your squad a little bit, get some of these players in. That like I said, the run isn't bad. The run is not bad at all. The run's not bad. Like I said, Burnley and Bournemouth, um, they play them twice within their next eight, which is pretty good. They play them both twice with Everton there as well, who, again, are picking up a bit of, who are picking up a bit of steam, but so are Fulham, but so are Fulham. You can't write these lot off at the minute. They are looking pretty solid. Unfortunately, it does sort of, again, like, fall off. They don't really have another good run, I would say, up until, like, you know... F- with blades and forest in in March in late March early April there's not really a good run really after but I think if there's any time to own them it's probably going to be now it is probably going to be now and and yeah if I want to roll back and get some nostalgia I'll, I'll buy him and as I'll buy him I'll buy him for um Alvarez I'll get him in for that Burnley game I certainly will um but Bournemouth as well are having a great upturn of form as well they look just... These two look certain to stay up. I was not convinced with Fulham, to be honest. And I think a lot of people... The jury was still out for Bournemouth as well. Um, they were still a bit iffy on those. But I think recently they've just shown how good they are. The main one, Dom Solanke. Dominic Solanke. Next three. Luton, Forest, Fulham. Again, he's another just like... He's another just good player to get in. And you'd expect like one or two goals from him in those next two. You'd expect it. I think with with those with those teams with those teams like there's goals there there's goals there, um, like just keep him just keep him in mind just really keep him in mind when you're looking at what you're doing this week. I think a lot of people might have went there to be honest if they got rid of Haaland um, this week and to be honest there's there's every chance that he could outscore. Um, there's every chance that he might outscore Haaland to be honest in the next three, um, with him blanking in eighteen as well. Um, which he probably should do. He probably should do, to be honest, if he's playing three times. But yeah, we'll see what happens with them head to head. Um, when Holland plays Luton, not Holland plays Luton. Holland plays Palace, and Salenki plays Luton in game week seventeen. He's a cert. He's a certainly a great pick. Again, great striker who knows what a goal is. He made Manu look like whipping boys on the weekend. He was he was great. That clever flick for that first goal. He's got he's good mobility good mobility wise, he's great in the box, decent in the air. He's got he's got goals. He's got goals, man. And then I've just I've just scrolled down. Whew, there's a there's a run right here, if you've not seen it, from Game Week twenty seven to thirty two. Which yeah, just keep your eye on that. Just keep your eye on that. We'll talk about that when it comes right when we come back around to it. But yeah, for the next three is a good is a good little shout. Is Dom Solanke if you're still an Alvarez, he's a great replacement for him, uh, cash wise. And and yeah, getting him in for those next three, it's not a bad shout at all. You've also got Marcus Tavernier as well, who is seem is got some he's got some monster holes in the last few games. Sixteen against Sheffield United and then nine against Man U. 
He's had some really good returns. He's had some really good returns as a lad. He's not. He's had a little bit of a quiet season. The last season, I really thought he was getting a lot of points last year. He was really doing well. A bit more of a quiet season points wise this year. Um, but again, yep, yeah, same thing stands. Defensively, um, Neto is Neto is still in. Neto is still about. Um, not a, they're not awful defensively, but again, like not watertight. With them weaker side, it's you know the quality of the back lines. It's it's sometimes just not too sustainable, to be honest. Unless unless like there's a really just like, big upturn of form, and you're like watching these teams and thinking, yeah, like these just aren't scoring. These are absolutely rock solid at the back. I'd know. I'd normally just like I'll, I'll I'll stick to the bigger teams and with the better defenders. Thank you very much. That's not what I'll stick to. But yeah, Bournemouth and Fulham. Just keep an eye. Just keep an eye for certain man. And and yeah, that's probably gonna do it for this one. We'll talk about captaincy and transfers. I've almost feel like I've taught myself. I taught myself the transfers on on this pod. Let me just water real quick. Yeah, I always feel like I taught myself the transfers on this pod. Um... Talking to these players that you could buy, and I'm just thinking hmm, maybe I should, maybe I should get them as well. Why not? Um, that's like a drunk cigarette, isn't it? <laughs> that's the drunk cigarette transfers. It's not the kebab shop transfers. The drunk cigarette transfers. Ah, <laughs> uh, you shouldn't do them. You shouldn't do them. But <laughs> if it happens, I don't do drunk cigs. By the way, I don't even like cigs. Anyway, the fucking shade. Um, yeah, transfer and captaincy wise. Um, I, well, I mean, I was, I do currently have Holland on the bench, um, at the moment, I'll probably have to, you've got to start him, <laughs> you've got to start him if he's fit, if he's, if he is, if he's fit, and he's going to start, I've got to captain him, I'm sorry, Palace are in a shocking run of form, and I know, all I'm, all I'm thinking of, this is like, whenever Salah plays Man U as well, I just, I just think it's like, the Salavis Manu thing, or the Hall, what was it? The yeah, the Salavis Manu, the Havertz incident. Yeah, uh, thankfully I wasn't on the wrong end of that, but I knew a lot of people got paid by that. And then obviously he did the number on him fucking a few years ago as well. Uh, just last season, sorry, when I beat him seven 0 did a number on him then. Um, but yeah, I think just Holland against Palace when the fixtures, the fixture is like. It's so good for them at the minute, but at the same time, Palace have such a good record at Etihad. It's crazy. Palace are just in like the worst point of their season at the minute. Like, they're real relegation contenders. That's that's my opinion on them. Uh, played with injuries, the form's not there. Defense is sort of falling off a little bit, and and yeah, it's a great option for captaincy. Um, Salah at home to Man U is great. Son away to Forest is a little bit of a dicey one if you want it. Uh, and again, Sterling at home to Sheffield United if you really want to go differential. It's a good show. In terms of transfers, in terms of transfers, uh, I'm not too sure what I want to do at the minute. I'm really not too sure. I've obviously still got Marty Cash I could get rid of for Pau Torres. Uh, Brentford away, I don't think is a f- is a bad fixture, especially with Mbomo gone. Especially with no Mbomo, I think there's a chance for a clean sheet there. I do think so. Um, yeah, that's a good show. Malo Gusto is also an option that I would like to get in for Lascelles. A bit of a boring transfer, but again, it would mean I can take two hits, uh, two punts before my wild card, and then just roll another one over. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I've got I've currently got Simicas. And then the double Arsenal defence. 
Uh, the defense, what uh, something American, like defense, defense. Fuck me. Uh, yeah, double Arsenal versus Brighton at the minute with Gabriel and Saliba. Uh, doesn't really fill me and still me with confidence. Uh, like these men just don't keep clean sheets at the minute. Uh, ever since I bought double, which is really annoying. And uh, and, and yeah, I, I could see myself getting gusto in. I can see myself getting gusto in if if he is going to start. Um, Cucurella also seems that he's getting a lot of game time. So if and if I just want someone who's going to get a minute, I think Cucurella. But yeah, gusto I think for the attack and threat and just for the money saving is is a good player and he's someone that I could build some value in if he is going to start and start getting returns over these next few weeks. I could definitely see myself building some value uh, in Malo Gusto and just bringing some money forward into a wild card. Uh, but yeah, if it's not him, then it might be Pau Torres bringing him in. For that next week, and then a week after, Watkins has to come back, and then it's a case of whether I want to take a punt on someone else. So yeah, that is me done for the week. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. If you want to catch up with me on the Bird app, the X app, whatever you want to call it, Alfie underscore Clark Twelve. You know, have a fucking drill, black white FPL as well on there. And also make sure you follow the podcast because we've got a big pod coming up soon. The end year list. The music end year list. Ladies and gentlemen, viewing. It's back. Top 10 songs of 2023, in our humble opinion. Any genres. Doesn't have to be hits. It can be hits if you want. Don't give a fuck. We love music around these parts. So yeah, come. Come down and join me for a big bumper to our podcast, which will be out in the coming days, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to post it just like straight after this one because I don't want to like, get congested and all that. Um, even though it probably doesn't fucking matter because two completely separate genres. But yeah, um, I'll probably post it tomorrow. I'll probably have up tomorrow. And and yeah, make sure you're sticking around for that one. Make sure you're sticking around because it's a great pod. And send you and some love because he saved that podcast. He saved it. Um because yeah we well, tried to record it through OBS and his voice was way too loud and he did some editing magic and he saved it um, even though it was just one raw file so yeah it's the audio still isn't like the greatest just because of what it was but it's listenable don't worry and it's a very funny podcast it's pretty fucking good uh, I'm really proud of it I'm really enjoying how it came out I just wish it came out better sound wise uh, yeah so I thank you very much keep going out for that one have a good week um, next time I will see is it will be sometime next week um, probably after Newcastle uh, beat Chelsea in the Carabao Cup uh, quarterfinals and we're through to the semi-finals I'm just manifesting that because we need to win some silverware this year I just want a trophy man I just want another trip to Wembley fuck's sake oh god yeah hopefully we can beat the Chelsea uh, in the midweek hopefully we can be Fulham on the weekend and I'll be happy and hopefully I'll be back in the top 200k as well because I've got a really good team going into this week on paper so I thank you very much for listening everyone my name's been Alfie Clark this has been the Black and White FPL podcast and I will see you motherfuckers in the next one ta and good luck green arrows and all that yay